Welcome to Conversations at the Cohen Center, a podcast about the humanities and interdisciplinarity, produced by the Cohen Center for the Humanities at James Madison University. Welcome to Conversations at the Cohen Center. My name is Morgan, and today I'm joined by Becca Polish, a graduate student at James Madison University and a recipient of the Cohen Center Scholarship. Thank you for being with us today, Becca. Thank you for having me. So let's just start out. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. What are you studying here at James Madison University and what are you doing for the university? Sure. So my name is Becca Polish. As you said, I'm a second year graduate student. I'm in the English MA program here at JMU. And besides taking my usual classes, I've been a GA for the Digital uh, Humanities Project called The Independent Works of William Tyndale. Uh, who William Tyndale is an early modern humanist uh, known for translating the Bible into English. Uh, and I did that uh, my first year as a graduate student. Um, and I'm currently a TA for an undergraduate course uh, called Medieval uh, Romance and Modern Love. Uh, and I'm also uh, a GA for the Africana Studies Workshop, the ASW, which holds uh, workshops for uh, scholars to share their work with um, other, you know, members of the JMU, like academic community and receive feedback. And I am in charge of scheduling uh, presentations that occur once a month uh, throughout the school year. Uh, and additionally, I've volunteered at several conferences hosted at JMU, uh, and I've represented the university at one conference and presented some of my work that I've developed in my uh, graduate classes. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff for just being in your second year here at JMU. That's amazing. Um, so the Cohen Center scholarships, you know, they're offered to graduate students who are first generation college students or from underrepresented groups. And I just wanted to know what has been your experience here at JMU or really in academia in general as part of either or both of those groups? That's a really good question. Uh, you know, to want to participate in academia, whether that be you know, undergraduate or graduate school, it requires a, a certain level of privilege. It, it's very expensive, uh, but not every great university has uh, enough scholarships to go around. And there are a ton of brilliant people applying to these schools. Uh, and also, not everyone wants to go into you know six-figure debt, which I find discourages prospective academics. And I think my experience is relatable for a lot of you know first-generation students or uh, those in unrepresented groups because I've had to sacrifice a lot in my personal life to pursue higher education and to make this pursuit worthwhile. Because the last thing I want to do is. You receive aid like the Cohen Center Scholarship and then squander it by not taking my classes seriously. And I'm trying not to make myself out to be the kind of person who goes around saying, I have no time for fun. I only have time for work or something like that. But uh, a lot of the time that is the case for um, underprivileged students and students from these underrepresented groups, or at least it feels that way. And so I feel like in my experience, I've had to prioritize more strategically than other students that uh, you know, have more privilege or more opportunities. Uh, and that's what I found. Yeah, that's really well put. Thank you. Um, and you sort of answered this, but I don't know if you have any anything else to add to it. But why do you think it's important to offer scholarships like the, the Cohen Center Scholarship for students like yourself? Yeah, I guess I did kind of answer that in my last answer. But, you know, 
like I said, higher education, you know, it's no secret that it is expensive and it has gotten a lot more expensive over the years and it's only going to get more expensive thanks to COVID. I know a lot of universities are struggling with their budgets. Um, And especially due to COVID, there are a lot of brilliant future scholars out there who don't have the same advantages as the typical student because, you know, their economic situation is pretty dire due to, you know, a lot of um, jobs being, you know, eliminated and terminated and a lot of people struggling to find work. And I think that economic situations discourages a lot of future scholars from entering academia or it simply just bars them from doing so. And so by not offering scholarships like the Cohen Center uh, Scholarship, we are passing up on hearing marginalized voices in our classroom and we're just in general limiting much needed perspectives in academia. Yeah, that's that's an amazing point about the limiting perspectives. I think maybe that's something we don't often think about in terms of, um, you know, who gets to go into higher education. It does limit the perspectives that you get in um, in theory and anything that you're reading critically. So um, I think that's really interesting. Um, is there anything you've learned or that has surprised you throughout the scholarship at the Cohen Center? I know um, part of uh, the scholarship is that you you do work to sort of promote um, higher education for undergraduate students who may be in similar positions. So I don't know, is there anything in particular that you've learned through the scholarship or through the work that you've done provided with the scholarship? Well, one thing that surprised me is that I didn't know they had a podcast. So when the invitation was sent out, I was like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> but uh, besides that, um, I I feel like I've learned a lot of like what goes on behind the scenes uh, of academia. And I've learned a lot through the opportunities the Cohen Center has made possible for me. Like, for example, I mentioned that I um, volunteered at some conferences and I know uh, this past February, they sponsored a graduate panel at the AAAD conference, and I moderated that, and that sort of provided me with the opportunity to see how a graduate-level conference functions, uh, and also just gave me the ability to have um, experience moderating a conference and having, you know, this peek behind the curtain of how these higher-level um, academic conferences and, um, you know, uh, groups, you know, function. And I thought that was a really great learning experience and it was all made possible through the Cohen Center. So I'm very uh, grateful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. And and so finally, I just want to ask what advice would you give to an undergraduate from an underrepresented group or a first generation college student who is thinking about pursuing higher education, going to grad school, anything like that? Mm-hmm. I really want to say something that hasn't been said before, but it probably has uh, the same typical advice. Um, But I know like earlier, I emphasized the need for prioritization. And the best advice I ever received at graduate school was from one of my professors in undergrad who told me to treat graduate school, if you are really serious about going, uh, to treat it like a job because it is a more professional forum. And to be in graduate school uh, demonstrates a strong dedication to academia and to furthering your knowledge in whatever subject you're pursuing to this professional level. So if you want to go, uh, so if you go into it with that mindset, um, the mindset that, you know, these classes, this work is my job, you develop a mindset that knows what your priorities are and you're more likely to prioritize uh, this work that is of high level importance because you're entering that professional sphere of academia. And 
I just also want to add that while prioritization is important, it's also great to be mindful of your own mental state and mental health. And there will be times, you know, in graduate school uh, where you have to step back from all of your work and take those breaks and find enjoyment in your free time because overwork and getting burnt out is definitely a big issue for all graduate students, I would say. And it's uh, invaluable to make time for yourself. Uh, and it really upsets me that American culture in general does have this mindset that taking a break and uh, taking moments of self-care is a sign of weakness. It's not, and it's just as important as working diligently in your uh, graduate classes. Absolutely. I, as another graduate student, um, though in a different position, I'm sure I can definitely say that that is very true, that taking taking a break is somewhat frowned upon, but also very needed. Um, oh, always. <laughs> well, Becca, that is all that I have for you today. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was great. Yeah. And thank you listeners for joining us for this episode of Conversations at the Cohen Center. Welcome to Conversations at the Cohen Center. My name is Morgan, and today I am joined by Talina and Ashlyn, graduate students at James Madison University and recipients of the Cohen Center Scholarship. Thank you guys for being with us today. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So just to start off, um, tell us a bit about yourselves. Uh, What are you studying here at JMU and what work do you do for the university? I can start. Um, So my name is Ashlyn Johns. I am a second year in the communication and advocacy program at JMU. It's a master's and I am on the environmental track. So there's a couple different concentrations and I'm focusing on environmental communication. Um, I also went to JMU for undergrad. So I'm a double Duke. And during undergrad, I studied Spanish and communication studies. Um, So the work I'm doing in the program kind of coincides all of those things together, um, which is a really interesting combination. And with my studies, I also have a graduate assistantship with the communication studies department, and I am teaching SCOM 123, which is the freshman gen ed um, communication class. So I teach two sections of that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I love it. And Happy I chose to stay at JMU. So my name is Talina Turner, and like Ashlyn, I'm also a second year student in the Communication and Advocacy Master's program. I am in the strategic concentration of the program, so my concentration is strategic communication. And I I also work as a GA in the department. And so my assistantship uh, is split. So it's unique in that it's split. And so I do half of my assistantship in the classroom and I'm currently teaching a section of fundamental human communication, the group presentation section or ESCOM 123. And my other half is I serve as a coach for the JMU individual events team, which is also called the JMU speech team. And so these are undergraduate students who prepare speeches. Sometimes it's interp events, sometimes it's original um, persuasive or informative speeches. And then other times they do limited prep speaking and then they they practice those uh, so much. And then they go out and they compete with other students um, across the country, which is so unique. And it's so cool to get to be a part of their journey in speech and to kind of get to see that come 
full circle with students who are, you know, interested in communication. It really helps me, I think, too, because, you know, like we study communication as graduate students. And so we get to see a lot of the same things that we were passionate about and what made us pursue communication in our undergraduate students. And so as a master's student, it really helps like with motivation, but then it also kind of helps me think through some of my passions in the program. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, the Cohen Center Scholarship, speaking of undergraduate students and working with undergraduate students, it's offered to uh, undergraduate students who are, you know, becoming graduate students uh, that are first generation college students or from underrepresented underrepresented groups, excuse me. So what has been your experience here at JMU or really in general in academia as a part of either or both of those groups? I can start again. Um, yeah, so I came into JMU obviously as a freshman and I didn't even know what a first generation college student even meant, but I was one. Um, but that terminology like just didn't even exist in my vocabulary. So I didn't realize how much I didn't know at an undergraduate level. And so the things that people would just pursue as normal that were just the things you do in college to prepare for different things or um, how to like network with different professors and like how to make the most impact of your time. Like I just, I didn't know how to do that in undergrad, but I didn't even know I didn't know. So um, then when I became a senior and decided I wanted to go to grad school, it was almost like that whole thing all over again, except I had more of an awareness that I didn't know. Um, but I'm still finding myself that I face just different challenges that I, I, I don't know the questions to ask all the time or um, don't know who to pursue about certain challenges or issues or how to, how to do those more networky outreach things. Becoming more aware has been helpful, but I also have found that now as a graduate assistant and teaching freshmen, it gives me a different perspective on the freshman experience. Because I've become so adapted to the things that I, I just do every day, it's easy to forget that at one point I didn't know that stuff. But since I did come in as a first generation college student, it helps me anticipate those challenges differently with the freshmen that I'm teaching. So I can, I don't know, hopefully like my goal is to try to answer those questions for them or anticipate the challenges that they might face that they don't even know they have. So I'm still, I'm still working through it. I'm still figuring it out currently, um, especially considering PhD programs and stuff like that. Like there's just a lot I just don't know, but I think it's given me a good perspective as a teacher and as an educator to help provide extra assistance that others might not even think about needing to bring up with their students. So I'd say that was, that's pretty much my experience in a nutshell. So I know that my experience is very similar to Ashlyn because I'm also a first generation college student. I I've, I was one of those students in like high school and elementary school. I always just really liked school. And so I got I remember very distinctly, like we got to that point and, um, you know, my family like knew college was in the plan, but nobody in my family had ever, you know, went and just did college like that wasn't a thing. Um 
And so it was a whole new ball game and it was very scary and very unsettling to kind of like figure out like, oh, how do you actually do this? And so in a lot of ways, I didn't have that, that traditional undergrad experience of like looking for colleges and visiting campuses because like we just didn't really know. Um, and so anything that I had prepped was typically like through our school. And then um, I went to a small school. So we didn't a small high school because I'm from a very small town in the very corner of the southwest corner of Virginia. So southwest Virginia, um, just a super small town. Um, and so like our school, you know, like there's not a lot of colleges around. And then even then there's not a whole lot of like traveling that happens. Um, a lot more of that happens now for students, which is great. But I don't remember having a whole lot of those experiences. Um, so I was very fortunate to go to an amazing undergrad. Um, I went to UVA WAS, which is the University of Virginia's college at WAS. And I did my degree in communication. And that school was about an hour from my house. And they had a fairly large population of first-generation students because it serves that region um, of my home. And so having that connection as an undergrad was so beneficial for me because it was like, you are a first generation. Here are some of the challenges the first generation students tend to face. And then here's how you overcome that. And so it was very helpful to have that awareness in undergrad very early on. And then grad school rolled around and I was like, oh, I never like looked into colleges in undergrad. So like, what does that process look like on the graduate level? And I was like, oh no. Um, and I had a really great professor who encouraged me to go on to grad school. And she was like, you can do this. Like, you can. We can find you funding and everything. And I found this program at JMU and was so excited about just the opportunities and the, the nature of the program. And then there were some amazing assistantship opportunities and the Cohen Center, you know, like the amazing scholarship opportunities for those students. And I was like, yeah, this can really happen. And so it became real. It became possible. And that was so amazing. And I, I, that excitement is one of the first things that like really defined my experience just to come on to the campus of JMU. Um, I, I do agree with Ashlyn. It was a little hard as a first year master's student, especially because most of our first year was online because of COVID to just figure out like, okay, what does that mean? And especially because when I came onto JMU's campus, I wasn't sure <laughs> Uh, like the difference between undergrad and grad because my undergrad only had undergraduate students and so I was like oh there's a graduate community and an undergrad like what does that look like which services are for who how do I figure this out um, and so it was through having those conversations and that awareness that I was able to get a little bit more comfortable in that and I have to say our professors I think have been amazing in like being open and guiding us through those questions and that has definitely been um so much more so as a Cohen Center scholar because we have um, extra support network and people who are there and just opportunities and experiences that have come along that wouldn't have otherwise. And it has definitely made that process of exploration so much easier. Um, and then also I think for us, like, like so much more fun in a way, you know, because like we know that's there in our experience. And so we're able to like stop and reflect and say, okay, what can we turn this into uh, to make it something really meaningful? I think for us, and then as Ashlyn had said, you know, like for the students that we teach, how can we use that to help? If I can add just really quick, I think it's interesting. I didn't really talk about it much, but similar in my story is like, I didn't even really consider grad school until somebody pointed it out to me. And then I didn't even think to look for scholarships until somebody helped 
me find them. And so I think that a big, like a big thing, that's a piece of the, my first generation story, I guess, is having those people that become advocates for my education and for my, I guess, success in whatever I want to pursue and do. Um, and then believing in me. And I agree having not only amazing faculty, but then having that additional support edging me through the scholarship to just feel even more supported. It makes it feel like we're supposed to be here in a way that, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't if we didn't have all those extra resources and support systems. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both for those really great and thoughtful answers. Um, You guys sort of already answered this question a little bit in your answers, but I don't know if maybe you have anything else to add. But why do you think it's important to offer scholarships like the Cohen Center Scholarship for students like yourself? I I do think you're right. Like that was definitely like we had got somewhere in our answers. And so part of that, like we had mentioned, is just like having those opportunities and those resources, whether that's like physical barriers to education or, you know, like those barriers that happen in your mind because you don't know what to think. And sometimes you don't feel like the path is clear or feasible. And so like it can be very stressful. And I think that's even more so not like when you're applying, but when you actually get in graduate school, that first transition I went for me as a new graduate student, that transition was very difficult. And the first year was rough, um, made it through it. It was good. It, it turned out, everything turned out okay. But like, that was such a scary first year. Uh, and so I, I don't know without that support network and without just having that framework in my mind of like, okay, you are a first generation. It is okay to mess up. You're going to explore, you're going to play and you can ask when you need it. I, you know, that is such a large reason into why I was able to get through my first year and what has defined a lot of like the work that I've been doing and that I'm interested in doing. So that support level is so important. And I'm so glad that the Cohen Center is able to do that. But I I also am so glad that the Cohen Center is offering student scholarships that study the humanities. Uh, and we're like we're our program is kind of this cool combination like it's social science because it's communication but it's also like a large part of like what we do is is humanities related work um and so it it's amazing to have that supported because i think that like you know our humanities like it, it goes through every part of our being and i know you know this morgan because you're in english graduate student and you know like whether that's critical thinking skills or you're learning how to be an empathetic professional and a human being and to 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 be able to stop and like look at your world through different lenses and then make that useful actionable is such an important skill set and it's something that like I come to appreciate more and more through classes and through study and just through getting the chance to interact with other graduate students in the social sciences and humanities and especially in our program. Yeah, I echo what every everything that Talina just said. Um, I completely agree with all of that. And I'd also just add that, of course, like the financial help is extremely helpful. Um, just that provides an extra, I don't know, safety level comfort with finances. But it's so much more than that. Um, and I think that that is something that people often overlook when they hear scholarship. I feel like there's also 
often just like an emphasis on the money, but it's, it's not just that. And I, I Atelina kind of spoke to this, but just to like kind of go into it a little bit more. I think that, and similar to what I was saying earlier, it's nice to have that extra support. Like it makes, it feels like there are people out there that believe in me and think I should be here and are rooting for me. Having that makes me believe in myself more in a way. Um, and it's also nice to be connected to the university outside of just our department, because in grad school, it's so easy to get so sucked into just everything we're doing and everything we're surrounded by because it's intensive level of work. But then having a scholarship that's outside of communication studies is really nice to know that there's a whole nother group of people and events and things that we can turn to and go to if we ever need it. And knowing those people are here for us throughout our journey here also support first generation students and um, students that are often marginalized because it just shows them that people really do care and that they're, they're there for them um, and rooting them on and cheering for them and hoping for their success. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. That is a really interesting way also to think about scholarships is not just financial aid, but as also a a built-in community of, of people saying, well, we, we believe in you and we think you are, you're supposed to be here and you're good enough to be here and we will pay for you to be here, which is fantastic. Um, and, And so speaking of the scholarship in itself, is there anything that you've learned or that's surprised you through this scholarship, through the work that you've been able to do being here at JMU? I guess just to kind of go with my point that I was just saying, I didn't realize how much extra scholarships were. Like I always was, I just thought of the money with them, but last year with COVID, there wasn't as much probably going on as there maybe would have been, but I went to at least one of the speaker series talks and it was so interesting. Like I didn't realize that the Cohen center, especially since I went here for undergrad too, I didn't realize that the Cohen center like brought in speakers and it was such a cool and unique conversation with such a diverse group of audience members. So I guess I was just, I've been surprised to see all that's going on in the university. Again, similar to what I was saying before is like, it connects us to something outside of our department. So it's been fun to see the overlap of like what's going on outside of our department, but that still can relate to the things we're studying. And then just through my ability to be here and having the scholarship as a support for that. I've just learned so much more about myself um, and grown so much as an individual and as a professional and figuring out the things that I'm really interested and passionate about. And I don't think I could have explored that as thoroughly if I weren't here in this master's program. So just knowing that I've had this past year and will continue to have this year to really like find myself more in that academic way and to write papers and to send them off to journals to get published and go to conferences. Like these are such amazing opportunities that I, if, if I had told myself two years ago that I was submitting journals or submitting papers for publishing, I wouldn't have even really known what that meant. So it's amazing just to see how much I've been able to grow and challenge myself and learn through this program academically, but then also beyond like it's, it's been giving me so many personal skills that I'm going to carry with me forever. 
So my first semester, uh, one of the classes I took was a class in rhetoric. One of the assignments for that class was like a team-based more non-traditional. So um, we could either like co-author a small submission to a journal, or we could do a podcast. And I was in the group that got to do a podcast. And we, so we learned about indigenous rhetoric and we did like a small podcast on what we had learned from reading some pieces of indigenous uh, rhetorical scholarship. And the Cohen Center, I believe, actually published that for us. We're not published. I don't know if that's the right word, but they put that um, on on the, the air or something for us. And and so like that was such a cool experience um, just to have in the first semester. And I think that was one of like the first things that like I had learned and that was not, I don't know, like surprising, but it was exciting. That's probably a good word to go back to because like we do tend to like write a lot of papers. And when you think of grad school, you think of papers. Um, But just to see that emphasis on like less traditional forms of scholarship, scholarship that's like interested in engaging a public audience, scholarship that, you know, can reach from person to person and just engage ideas, you know, whether that's in or out of the classroom was such a really cool and unique experience. And it's just made me think a lot about, you know, like what the ultimate goal goal of like our, of what we want out of our education and like what we're doing. Cause like, we spend a lot of time talking about like, especially in calm, how do you reach people like with your message? How do you share those ideas? And like, how do we do that meaningfully and considerately and the Cohen Center has done such a fantastic job of doing that, whether it's like on a Facebook page and like you're sharing a new speaker series or, um, or, you know, like sometimes there's like little articles that are linked or we get invitations and emails and reminders and newsletters. And it's been like, like we learn every day in so many different ways. And that always reminds me that like, that's the goal for me as a scholar and a person is to like, or as a, a, hopefully a growing scholar. I don't know if I should claim that yet because I definitely do not see myself that way, but definitely as a student, um, just to be someone who's always seeking to learn and to expand and uh, to engage with those ideas in as many ways as possible and through as many perspectives as possible. And you both have talked a lot about um, your work with, undergraduate students um being a GA that's part of part of being a GA a lot of times is working with undergraduate students which you know can be a challenging experience can be a new experience especially even though we've all been the undergrad student looking back on that is always a little bit different um so finally just to sort of wrap up here what advice would you give to undergraduates from underrepresented groups or first generation college students like yourselves um, who are thinking about grad school or really even just in general in terms of education, pursuing higher education or even just getting through undergraduate? I would say just don't hold back. Like if there's anything in you that has that urge or that curiosity of what could come from pursuing further education, I would say if you have the means to do it, do it. Because there's, it's, I mean, obviously I've never been in the work world to, or like outside of the school world. So I don't know for sure, but I imagine that there's nothing else like these two years of grad school where 
you get to really just dive into things you're passionate about with people that are passionate about you succeeding in those things. And that's just such a beautiful space for growth and um, discovery. And so if you have the means to figure it out and if you can make it happen and you have any inkling of curiosity, don't hold back, see what could come from that. If worse comes to worse, it's only two years, but you really can make it what you want it to be. And so I would hate to see somebody just take some time off, not go back and then regret not pursuing it because it's such a special, unique time. And especially at JMU, we've got so many amazing supportive faculty that really have our backs. And so there's, I don't know, there's nothing like it. So I'd say find your network, find your people that you can trust and really ask those questions to maybe connect with grad students who are already in a program you're interested in and ask them the questions that you're curious about, because that'll really help grow your insight and you'll see if it's the right fit for you. I did that when I was looking at the program and it was really helpful to talk to graduate students and see what their day-to-day was like, if it was the right path that I wanted to pursue, ultimately just, just go for it. Yes, yes, and yes to everything Ashlyn said. And I think that the only thing I might add to those ideas is um, that you're ready now as you are, that you don't have to have it figured all out. I remember that senior year, especially that last semester, very vividly in undergrad. And there were a million questions and a million possibilities and a million uncertainties and everything was due at once. And I was like, I don't know. And sometimes it's so hard. It's it's not hard. It's easy to get lost in that. And um, especially like when you're first gen, because I, I don't know, as a first gen, I have always felt like just sort of this expect, like this pressure to, to have it figured out to, you know, to present myself as knowing and competent, even when I know I'm definitely not. Um, and like part of that is just, that's the world, you know, that's what it, what it is to learn uh, what it means to like be a professional and, and do things. So like, so part of that is just, it's normal stress, but it is always exacerbated. I think like when you're the first to do something or you feel like eyes are on you. So when it comes to grad school and if, you know, if there are first generation students out there thinking, it, I think like that is my advice is like, you don't have to have it figured out, like go do the thing, uh, you know, sit with how you're feeling, sit with the questions that you have, ask the questions that you have and go from there. You know, like if, if there's an idea, one solid idea and one solid dream, you can do it from right where you're where, right where you are. And you will figure the rest out as you get into your program. When you get those support networks, you know, when you grow into that space that you're meant to do. But that growth won't happen if you don't take that risk, which I think is exactly what Ashlyn had told us. Yeah. So um, that is some like some really great advice. And I know that it's been something that's like definitely been comforting for me. And yeah, I think it would help. I mean, I, I think that would be helpful advice to our first gen, our fellow first gen students or those who are curious and thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I, even just the idea of, you know, not fully knowing what you want to do. I don't know that anybody fully knows what they want to do and you should never keep 
you know, that should never keep you from pursuing your education if that's what you want to do. Um, well, thank you both so much for for being here, for joining us today and bringing those wonderful insights. Yeah, thank you for having us, Morgan. It was a great conversation. Yeah, such a wonderful way to spend a Friday afternoon um, and so grateful to be able to you know, have this conversation and talk. It's a good reminder for us and yeah, and a really great opportunity as well. And thank you everyone else for joining us on this episode of Conversations at the Cohen Center. Thank you for listening to Conversations at the Cohen Center. Make sure to follow us at Instagram and Twitter at JMU Cohen Center and be on the lookout for more conversations at the Cohen Center.